This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Clean Fuels Alliance America. Learn more at cleanfuels.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Farm income is headed down. USDA's Economic Research Service is projecting a drop of more than 25% in net farm income once figures are adjusted for inflation. Net farm income is projected at $141.3 billion, well below last year's $183 billion. USDA points to lower commodity returns and declines in government payments as major culprits for the decrease. Income is projected lower across almost every sector of the farm economy except beef cattle production, which is expected to actually increase just over 36%. The numbers are lower than last year's records, but USDA also notes the 2023 projections, if realized, would be about 22.6% above the 20-year average when adjusting for inflation. Noah Wicks has more in his story on agripulse.com. In other news, two state ag leaders are looking to Washington for more leadership on agricultural trade. For starters, Iowa Ag Secretary Mike Nag thinks the Biden administration's trade agenda lacks the kind of ambition producers need to grow overseas markets. Speaking this week at the Farm Progress Show, Nag said he sees farmers in his state raise the issue with some key audiences. Unfortunately, uh, we've got we've got an administration that is just not. Uh, not prioritizing free trade agreements. And, you know, so in the state of Iowa, I don't know if you noticed, but we got a few presidential candidates running around our state. And I want to tell you that we're raising this issue a lot. I, I, don't, I don't like the idea that free trade agreements are somehow passe, that we don't need them. No, we need a free trade agenda. Taking things to Capitol Hill, Missouri Ag Director Chris Chin says the upcoming farm bill could benefit producers in a big way through increased trade promotion funding. On her overseas trips to promote the state's production, she says foreign buyers are interested. You know, what we've been seeing is everybody likes American agriculture. They want to see the product, though. We're from the show-me state, and so we get that. Um, when we go overseas, they're like, let us see what you have. We can hear about it, but we want to actually see it, feel it, taste it. And so having these dollars available allows us to help connect our small businesses in the state of Missouri to another foreign country where they can open up a new market access so that they're able to sell their product not only domestically but internationally as well. Many farm groups are pushing to double funding for the market access program and foreign market development program in the next farm bill. Finally today, a big opportunity for the soybean industry needs to be better understood. AgriPulse's Hannah Peggle has more. As sustainable aviation fuel takes off, the soybean industry is figuring out its role in supplying the growing market. Megan Kaiser is a Missouri farmer and serves as the 2023 chair of the United Soybean Board. Speaking on a webinar today, Kaiser says sustainable aviation fuel is a big opportunity. I think it's more re realistic to believe that we would use more sustainable aviation fuel than believe that people would stop flying out of, you know, a love for the, the environment. Um, I think after the pandemic, we've seen that people like to fly. They like to travel and, and be out and about. And so I think that it, we absolutely have to be looking at renewable ways to, um, and, and especially for U.S. soy to engage. Even though sustainable aviation fuel is growing in demand and popularity, Kaiser says the soybean industry is still trying to determine its market share. We grow corn and soybeans. Corn's going to have a big role to play, too. I think exactly what that percentage ends up being will be market driven a lot in a, in a lot of cases. And, and, you know, if everybody went to sustainable aviation fuel 
and renewable diesel, we're, we're going to have to grow even more soybeans than we are today. Kaiser and USB's Steve Reinhardt both spoke on an AgriPulse webinar looking at how the funds of the soybean checkoff are being used. If you missed the webinar, you can watch the full discussion on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by Clean Fuels Alliance America. Clean Fuels is relaunching its website to give you better access to the experts representing biodiesel, renewable diesel, and sustainable aviation fuel. Cleanfuels.org is the central hub of information for the fuels cutting carbon emissions right now. Learn more at cleanfuels.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.